the fun part of it. So the disc allows me to help leaders from, from where they're at, not to try to morph them into me or in, into this model of what people think a leader is. You can be whoever you are and be a great Welcome back to the Mastermind Things podcast. Super excited for our guest today because as in past, a lot of the guests that have been on have I met on the internet. Um, I can verify that this guy is a real person. We actually met in life and in flesh <laughs> way back before you know what. So I'm um, super excited to have you on, man. Stefan, what's going on, man? How you doing today? I'm doing great. So glad to be part of your show today. This is going to be awesome. I mean, it is a real person. And I know that the guy speaking is a real person as well, because I met him live as well. So it's always good. <laughs> Oh, man, I love that. So look, let's jump right in. Uh, Tell the people, you know, a little bit like who you are, uh, what you have going on right now and that kind of thing. Well, I'm I'm Stefan. Obviously, you already know the name. So it's a French name. So just for people to know, it's a French name, was born in Boston, but raised in Canada, moved back to the States a few years ago. That's where we actually got to meet. And uh, right now I'm a leadership coach. That's what I've been doing for years, but it was part-time, you know, I was working full-time in different places and part-time was just coaching people. And then all of a sudden there's this thing called COVID that hit. A few of you have pivoted. A few of you is like, what am I going to do? Some of you lost your job. I was in that case. I was like, what am I going to do from now on, man? What am, what's going on? Freaking out a little bit, you know, for a few weeks, it's great. But then it's like, okay, I got to pay the bills, you know, got kids at school you got got a car to pay you you know what i'm talking about exactly exactly and so i switched and i pivoted to become a leadership coach so that's basically what i do now chris i help people just achieve what they want in life go fearlessly courageously and just go for it and a lot of people just wonder how do you do that well it's doable you know it's not the end of the world so that's what i've been doing coaching individuals self you know, self-employed people, even as, even some business leaders, even some pastors as well. I've been doing a lot of that and nice. in different companies. So it's been awesome. It's just been great. Awesome. So, so let me ask you this. What, I guess, what even gave you a passion for leadership specifically? Like what, what jumped, got you into that space? Well, that's, that's a good one. Um, I was young. I think I was like, a, I think I fell in when I was really young. I, I had a, I was going to a camp. I was 12 years old and this guy, known around the states uh he sees me and he's like you know what and you know when you meet those people they 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 peer into your soul and you're like okay can i hide somewhere it's like you know what i think there's a leader in you that just needs to develop and and you'll build something great in your life i'm like yeah great i'm 12 man i'm like what the heck is he talking about is this yeah what is this but that triggered something in me that was a defining moment for me. I remember thinking to my head, I'm like, what's going on? So all the, the decisions I made, well, all the decisions, many of the decisions I made from, from then on were about leadership. How can I lead my soccer team? How can I be the captain of my basketball team? How can I be, a, you know, trumpet one in our stage band at high school? Uh, how can I be the, the team leader for this and the team leader for that? How can I build teams to start creating businesses that will reach out to people. So it's always been that. But the last few years, I mean, there comes a moment where, you know, when you're in your early 20s, like, 
what's the baggage behind you? The, the, the proof that the, you know, it's in the pudding, right? So it's like, I've been doing a few things. So now it's like, okay, let's do this now. Let's, let's help people directly now, not just, hey, let's, whatever happens, we'll see what happens. <laughs> so it's more like, get the handles on it. So I've been doing this for a long time. Love it too. So what would what so in your mind when you're when you're meeting with somebody because I feel like leadership is kind of one of those words that depending on where you came from or you know what organizations you've been in you kind of have a different feel for it. So when you meet somebody and they go, well, what is leadership? What does that actually mean? Like, what does that mean to you? Well, okay, leadership is this. Well, there's there's three components I think to leaderships. The first one, the most important, because it's the hardest one to be honest, is yourself. You you got to be able to lead yourself. I mean, we all know. If there's somebody that's hard to lead, it's not other people, it's us. I mean, we want to be lazy. We don't want to do something. So self-leadership of being able to drive yourself and not just, and, you know, just I'll see where the wind brings me. I'm like, you don't want to be like that Katy Perry song, you know, oh, do you feel like a plastic bag in the wind? Whatever. I, I mean, that's the total opposite of leadership. So that's being able to lead yourself, to go where you want to go, to, not be a victim of circumstances, but be a master of what happens to you. So that's the first part. Then there's the second part where you actually get to lead other people. And if you're not really healthy on your um, on your own, I mean, you'll lead people. And maybe you've been in that situation. You're like, this is a tyrant or that person. They don't know what they're doing. I, I was in that position myself. I was one of those guys when I started off leading some people. I was like, what am I doing? I don't know. I'm winging it. Yeah. And I wasn't that, you know, I wasn't an NFL quarterback. I could outrun, but I didn't know where to throw the ball. I was just like, okay, let's try this out, you know? And so there's a th that, that's the second part. And the third part is really about envisioning what you want later, what you want to fulfill, what, what makes you fulfilled and where you want to, what do you want to achieve with your life? Because it's possible. It's really possible to just go for it. And achieve what you want in life. It is. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Um, th that's a huge passion of mine, like self awareness, and and then just the dreaming yeah. piece of like, of that. Um, so now that, now that we're kind of getting into and helping people understand what leadership is, sure. Can you s tell people in that and specify who who is a leader? Because I, I, you touched on it, but I feel like people need to <laughs> they need to hear that. Sure. Well, first off, I mean everybody's a leader to a certain degree, anyways right? Because you can lead yourself. Just that, anybody can be a leader. And that, with the simplest basic definition, everybody's a leader to themselves, at least. You owe it to yourself to become what you can become. Nobody else can decide that for you. You can let other people decide that for you, but man, that sucks as a life when everybody else decides who you're going to be becoming. Wow. So in the basic, most simplest definition to the purest sense of it, you're a leader. Whoever's listening to us right now, you're a leader because you, you can lead yourself. But then if we go into the most common knowledge of, of, uh, of leadership, people will define, well, I'm leading people or a business. I'm driving something that has an influence on other people. Well, then that could be you. You're, you're a leader in your, in your domain, Chris. You know, you're doing a podcast, people listen to you. So you get influence into people's decision. So you're a leader. So if you're working in a company, whatever the company is, and you're doing some uh, 
I don't know, customer service, you're still leading because you're leading, you're leading a conversation with people and the influence that you bring helps them make a decision. So in that sense, you're a leader as well. If you have your own company, you're like, what are going to be my services? What am I going to do? Actually, what do I want to offer to this world? Well, then you become a leader of bringing you influence. John Maxwell, one of my mentors says this, leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. So if you're listening today, it's because, well, you like Chris and, you know, he's a likable guy. What can we say? It is what it is, right? But you're a leader because you can, you can lead yourself better. And the company or the people you work with, you can also bring influence with you. So then you become a leader. That's so good, man. I appreciate you breaking it down because I feel like I wanted to make sure that people didn't cut off, right? They, they heard leader like, oh, I don't lead anybody, right? And you're like, so that's why I needed you to be like, no, oh, yeah. you're all a leader in some space. Like, so yeah. listen. <laughs> I mean, be, let's be honest. Some people, you say the word leadership and they imagine like, you know, big names like Tony Robbins or even John Maxwell, like I mentioned, on big stages, thousands of people listening to them and millions of people listening to their podcasts or buying their books and everything. Well, yeah, that's part of it. That may be the pinnacle of leading wider organizations. But we're not all there. Let's, let's be honest. We're not all there. But that doesn't mean we're not leading. Yeah, so that's so good. So let me ask you this, because I know um, depending on, you know, personality traits and different things like that, people kind of will lead differently. Uh, oh, what yeah. do you feel like some qualities are that leaders in general should have, though, no matter your personal you know, style? Yeah. Well, first off, honesty. I posted something just a couple of days ago. I was like, just tell the truth. Whatever you do, whatever you try to influence, whatever you lead, whether it's yourself, be true. Lies never work. So honesty is so, oh gosh, so important. And sometimes we tell ourselves lies, by the way. It's like, oh, I can't do that. Really? Well, let's be honest. Is it I can't or I don't want to? Very different, right? And that's a whole different ballgame. So honesty is a, in any type of leadership, that's it. You, you got to build trust. That'd be the second one that, that I think that every leader should have. Building trustworthiness is, well, you say what you're going to do and you do what, you're gonna, what you said you were going to do. Right? It, it is what it is. So people can count on you. So that building that trust is very important. A lot of people think also that, you know, a leader is all about his competencies. I believe that the best part of a leader is not his competencies. Oh, I can, I can manage these big systems. I can... No, no, no. I think the most important place for leadership is, is character. Would you trust doing business with the company that stole from you? Nobody would. Right. But that's, that's, not, that's not a competency. That's a character issue. You only do business and you only want to be influenced by people that have good character. So I think anybody that has a good character, doesn't mean it's perfect, doesn't mean we agree with everything they do, that's not the question, but their characters got good morals. My, my parents raised me with this thing that it, we called it the inner fiber. It's gotta be solid. And that's the character issue. So your trustworthiness, you, you, you're, you show up when you're supposed to be showing up. You're hungry because you still wanna grow. That's what Lencioni would say, but it's just about it's about character if you if you build up character anybody can lead anyone can lead because the competencies we could get better 
That's so good because because when you said that, it kind of made me think of when you're in a, a larger organization, say, and people get promoted to a you know leadership position, and you're like, they were good at the job, but they're not really good at the leadership piece. And so you kind of said this at the end, but I wanted to ask: is is the leadership trait is it innate? Like, are you born with it, or can it be taught or trained through anybody? Well, they got to be born because if they're not born, it's not going to happen, right? But uh, I don't think there's something in it about it. There is something that you build, though. Character you build. Competencies you build before doing something for the first time. You didn't know how to do it. And then you you studied on it. And then you, you know, you got some some skills a little bit. So leadership in any sense, in any shape, in any form, definitely you will have to build it in your character and you'll have to build it in your competencies. I mean, before teaching people on how to lead others, I was like, oh, I'll go, you know, I had to build a character and I could be a, a leader worth following first off. You know, I can't force people to follow me, but you, if you build a character, then you become worth following. And then the second part is like, maybe I don't know what I'm doing yet. So I'll listen to the podcast. I'll read the books. I'll get the training. I'll follow the classes. I'll, I'll go to college. I'll, I'll go get my, my MBA, whatever. Right. So then you can build the competencies. So if you're a leader and you, you don't feel up to par yet, that happens all the time. We call that self-doubt. We all have it. I mean, I don't know about you, Chris, but there's a moment, there's some moments in my life. I was like, can I really do this? Am I good enough? And everybody that knows me, I'm, I can be a little cocky on, on the edge. I mean, I think if you give me a task, I, I'll get it. Even if I don't know what I'm doing, I'll, I'll at least fake it till I make it, which is not a very good way of doing it. But it, leadership, you develop your, your, your competencies and your skills and your, and your character. There, so it's not, oh, one can be and the other one can't. If you want to, you can be. Not even a question. So good. And and I appreciate it. Like the, at the end of that, the kind of vulnerability piece, right. Of like, cause I was literally going to ask you, I was like, but well, even though you did all this stuff, were you, did you still feel like you were ready to be a leader of leaders? Like, <laughs> how's that? Oh gosh. I remember, I remember a, a moment where I had, um, I had 12 staff. I, I, I always led some, some companies on the side. I was working in within a church at the time, a big church in Canada uh, but I also did some stuff on the side. So I had this company that promoted work for children and training and stuff like that, and even youth. And uh, there was a moment where I was hired on this church, and man, I was like, okay, now you got 12 staff. I'm like, well, okay, it's great. Awesome. It's awesome. This is going to be great. I get to tell people what to do. This is going to be fun. And um, I showed up at work. I'm like, what do I tell them to do? I'm clueless. I know how to lead myself. I know how to lead things that I put my hands on, but leading other people that know what they're doing and I'm supposed to, to help them grow and get better. I was like, I was clueless on it. I did not know. I did not know, but I'm like, okay. I told the guys and the ladies as well. I'm like, I've never done this, but let's learn together and let's just see how it happens. So you, you do feel this sense of once in a while, like, Okay, it's called the imposter syndrome. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm underqualified for this thing, but that's okay. That forces you. If you're a good leader, that will force you to grow, yeah. and you'll get out of your comfort zone, and you'll go for it. 
that's <laughs> that's so funny. Um, so in that, right? So one of the things that, like, I noticed, and I, and I saw the something that you do and on your website and everything um, that I'm a huge proponent of is uh, disc assessment. Yeah. How do you how do you personally use that in your in your coaching leaders? How's that work for you? Dang! Imagine, you know, some people are more like driven. They're more proactive. If, if a bull comes at them, they'll go forward. They grab it by the by the horns and knock it down, right? And some others are like, uh, let me run away, see how that goes. Maybe the bull will, you know, wind down a little bit, be a little tired, and then I can knock it down. So in the disc profile, that's the, that's the D part. It's not how you face challenges. Some are more proactive and will go for it, and some others are just like, a little more, not pro, as proactive, maybe, maybe a little passive. Doesn't mean that they don't want to solve a, an issue, but that changes something. Imagine you're a leader that has more of the passive approach, not in the negative sense, by the way, right? It's not negative. It's just that I'll see what happens and we'll we'll work accordingly. Well, I'm the one who's going to grab the bull by the horns and I'll knock it down. So in leadership, if I talk to somebody that's more aggressive, more proactive, I'm like, okay, so what challenge are you facing right now? Well, ABC is like, well, okay, I'll do something about ABC now. So the disc allows you to, to mold and influence people according to who they are. Leaders are not all the same. They're not. I've had a great leader who was very detail-oriented. I'm not. I mean, how many pens are we going to need today for the 500 people conference? I'm like, enough? How would I know? Just enough will be good. But if you're helping a leader that is very detail-oriented, that's the C of the disk charge, of the disk charge, is that how they follow protocol and minutiae. And, well, then you can help a leader become better at what he is. So it doesn't seem like he's a pain, you know, and somewhere that wow and he can lead healthy be a healthy leader from that that perspective and some people are like well let's just make sure that you know everybody's okay on board well that's the s part of this which brings you a lot of more steadiness and that and so they're they're a little more low-key slower paced and there's nothing wrong with that and there's some other people that, you know, they're the life of the party. They come in and say, well, rocket baby, trust me, we're going to make it. Well, that's the I part, which is, you know, how you trust people and just go and the fun part of it. So the disc allows me to help leaders from, from where they're at, not to try to morph them into me or in, into this model of what people think a leader is. You can be whoever you are and be a great leader. You know, you change it and you, you know, soften the edges a little bit, but then you, you, you do that. So it's possible. The disc allows me to do that when I, when I help leaders. That's a definite one. That's so good. And so how important is it for, would you say, for the leader to say have their team take an assessment as well? Is that, is there a, does that help in an interaction to help them lead better, would you say? Oh, definitely, because then you get to know who your team is, honestly. So there's this uh, company I'm doing uh, some training. They're back in Montreal. I'll be there in, in March. 
I'm leaving Savannah to Montreal in March. March is going to be like 20 degrees. Help me. Oh gosh, whatever. But I'm I'm going. So it's a it's a building company. They build some masonry. They've got like 50 employees. So I did some training for the staff. So to know who they were, like where they were in the on the disc graph. And all of a sudden they're together and like, oh dang, now I get it. I know why you react like this all the time. I'm like, yes. Ta-da! Not magical, but all of a sudden you can you use the word self-awareness. You're you're self-aware of who you are, and then all of a sudden you become aware of of other people's fears and challenges and their tendencies. So I'm doing this other training in March, like I said, and it's all about the rest of the employees. So it heightens communications because it helps people to just be able to better communicate with each other. Because I know the language you're speaking, and you know the language I'm speaking. Not about English or French or whatever, right? But there's things that where we come from. People can communicate better. And if they do communicate better, man, it makes your life so much easier. So much. Yeah, that's so good. So look, if you're listening or watching this right now, like we'll, we'll get more information about how to connect at the end with what getting a disc assessment is, is vital. It was game changer for me, not only in business, but also in the home relationship. Me and the wife got it done so we could figure out why we were not communicating right. I'm a high I, high D. And so it didn't make sense at first of like, man, you're just playful all the time. Like you just don't stop. And I'm like, oh, now I get it. That's my natural. And so this I have is to also like... why we get along together very well, because I'm the same. Yeah. I'm like, come on, let's meet some people and let's drive what we need to drive. Exactly. I.e., why we have a podcast now. Now I can just talk to people for a living, right? That's it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So I'd love to uh, even talk about um, how public speaking has started to play a role in, in your in your business or in and like your personal brand, how that's working for you. Yeah. Oh, I remember as a teenager, you know, even in, even in elementary school, you know, when people, teacher says, Oh, you're going to have to make a presentation in front of the class. You'll have two minutes. to." Pre-. And and I remember my, my friends are like oh, freaking out. They didn't want to do that to me. I was like, wow, I get to talk and people will actually, well, hopefully they'll listen. You know, when I was 10 in school in fifth grade, they didn't really listen, but I still talked. So public speaking has been, I I remember always wanting to speak publicly. Not that I wanted people to listen to me, because that, was, that wasn't it. I had some people invest in my life, and I just wanted to give back. I'm like, can you imagine if we always gave back to somebody else from the stuff we receive? Life would be so much easier instead of just keeping to ourselves. So public speaking has been something that I've been doing. Like I said, I worked in churches, so that's been part of it for a long time. But um, giving out some classes as well, you know, podcasts like this or even um, seminars, webinars. So public speaking has always been part of what you do, of what I do anyways. And so this allows me to communicate as clearly as possible what I can do for people listening, but also dig into our lives because I mean, we're humans. We all have the same fears and the same challenges and the same desires to have the best life possible. So public speaking has been something that just allows me to get to, to widen the reach. Let's just say it that way. That's so good. Do you, and so do you also help and like coach other people in that space as well? Is that part of your... Yeah, that's that's part of it. So sometimes I coach a lot of people one-on-one. 
which I think is still the best, to be honest. Not the most financially viable for the coach, to be honest. It's better to have 15 people that pay this than right. one person at a time, obviously. But there is something about, I, I still love coaching one-on-one. And that's still public speaking because I get to speak into somebody's life. May not be very public, but then you get to speak in somebody's life, which is which is awesome. And then there's those periods where you have a wider class, like some master classes, for example. I'm I'm having one in a few weeks. It's gonna call it's gonna be called motions. So it's basically how to set in motion uh, how you want to become the leader you want to be. Set it in motion. So it's gonna be an eight week master class on that. So we'll have people from all over the place just joining a master class of eight weeks. You know, we meet once a week. So then you get to speak into their lives and help them fulfill what they want to fulfill and reach for the dreams that they've been putting on the back burner for way too long. So that's so good. And and one of the things I heard in there, and um, and we we've we've probably said this, I don't know how many times we've said this word, but self-awareness is because you spoke very clearly to I like one-on-one coaching because I feel like that's where I add the most value. Yeah. And I think that's so important for people to hear of like, you made a decision. Like you could have been like, no, nah, no, nah, I'll just keep doing group coaching. Cause that's where the, you know, let me get 50 people to come pay me. You know, you, you yeah. said it and I'm glad that you admitted that. And I appreciate that. Oh yeah. For this audience. And it's important, Chris, think about it. it. So I'm a point in my life, to be honest, where money's not the only issue. Right. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm not that rich. Right. That's not what I'm, that's not what I'm saying. So working from my, home office right but if you want to add value to people you got to find ways where you're comfortable to add value to the people that are in front of you and the best times i've got the best investments in my life weren't big seminars though i got a lot from it it was those smaller approaches where you 10, 15, 20 people, that would, you got a lot of it because you, you created some connections and you get to know some people and you got to ask some questions. But one-on-one, I mean, let's drive it down. This is, this is nitty-gritty. You can't hide anywhere. So you'll go for it. So that's why I keep on doing one-on-one coaching because I think that for some people, not for everybody, not for everybody, but for some people, that is still the best venue to start moving. Because move the, the movement you'll the motions you'll activate the movement that you'll start kicking in will change your life. That's a definite. That's so good. So on that on that self awareness kick, one of the things I wanted to know for you personally, yeah. what's most important in life to you? Wow, most important in life. There's so many things, right? Um, there's a bunch of stuff. My wife and I wrote what we call our ten values that drive every single one of our decisions, every decision we make, it's that filter of 10 values that we live by. So if there's something that's so important to me is that know what you value most, right? This is, this sounds like a weird answer. You're asking what I value most, my values. Disney said it this way, when values are clear, decisions are easy, right? So for example, uh, there's nothing wrong with any of those values. Whatever value, but if you value money, well, all your decisions are going to be based on on money. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that you might sacrifice relationships, you might sacrifice, uh, you know, your leisure time, but you'll have a lot of money. It's okay if that's what you're looking for. I value friendships. I value people. 
I value people over any process, over anything. So in, in, in our lives, when I get to do this, that's why when I saw the, the, the possibility to be with you, I'm like, yeah, heck, man, let's make it happen. That's for sure. Because um, I value people that, I, that, that are of high value. And that's important to me. That's very important to me. If there's something else that's so very important, I believe that a lot of people, okay, I'll say this as politely as I can, okay? I'll be as politically correct as I can. <laughs> you're listening to us and you're watching us today and you're like, yeah, that's easy for you. You've made the move and you're okay now. A lot of people fear, a lot of people have, the they, they, they build these things around them and they, they can't seem to overcome them. What I value most is helping people, you know, get that thing out of the way, whatever that thing is, and face it and just go for it and be courageous about it in owning your results and owning what's in front of you. So value helping people like that. It's like, okay, I, I want to. I can't, or I don't want to. I want to, but I don't want to. Yeah, no, that's, that's the mambo a little bit, whatever. One step forward, two steps back, whatever. I value that above all things. That's a given. Man, that was all deep, man. You got me over here taking notes in the middle of the podcast. Like, oh, I gotta, now I got to go back and come up with some values. Cause, and and, and far, as you say it, though, it also makes me think of like, I don't even necessarily have to come up with them. I just have to realize what I've put in those places. Because as soon as you said it, the first word that came to me was time. Yeah. And that's just in this process, right? The scheduling process was like, here's a link, find it on there because, you know, I don't want to do the back and forth. I don't want to send 10 emails that's to figure it. out, blah, 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 you know. <laughs> so here, I value time so much that um, my wife and I have decided a long time ago that we'll, we'll choose investing time instead of spending time. You know, people, and then our language means something as well. Oh, I, what do you do this afternoon? Oh, I spent my time on the beach. Okay. So you spent your time on the beach. Okay, well, I invested my time on the beach. We, we, we were walking side by side, but I invested my time because it renewed me, it refreshed me. So time is so important. And, and you know this, it's a, that's a non-renewable energy. If it's done, it's done. It ain't coming back. I'm 54. I've got more behind me than I do have ahead of me. Right. And it is what it is. I mean, unless I make it to 109, which I don't think I will. Hey, it's new technology. You never know. Hey, we never know. Right. <laughs> we, we never know. It, so I the time that's ahead of me, all of a sudden, it's so important. And people put off doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I'm like, it, that time will come back. It's not about fear or you got to panic or live anxiety, but imagine if you could not only manage your time well, but you could manage your priorities all of a sudden and your life would change. Your life would change. Oh, man. Uh, so I got to ask this because I was thinking about how you were saying you kind of like you've been talking about the leadership stuff kind of all your life, right? You've been in some some way, shape or form, but you said, yeah. you know, 2020 happened and you were like, Okay, now this like mm -hmm. now now's the time. So, do you feel like, for lack of better terms, you were forced into actually fulfilling your calling, or do you feel like you were actually like doing your calling all along, and this was just a new step in that? 
Wow. There's this, you, that was a great nuance there, Chris, by the way. I don't think I was forced into it. Okay. Some people, sometimes you feel you're forced into something. And I think that's, there's also this part of sometimes this little victim mentality that we have. Well, it was pressed upon me. I didn't have an option. Okay. Sometimes it happens, right? I, I get that part. There's moments in life where we're pressed upon something and there's no options. When you get fired, I mean, what are you going to do? Right. Um, so I don't think I was forced into doing this at the same time. It, it, we lived in Texas at the time COVID hit and I'm not really enjoying my work. Nothing against my employer. I just, I'm, I just didn't feel fulfilled. You know, it is you go to work and you're like, okay, start beginning at nine, man. You get there at eight fifty nine and 52 seconds. You know, and you're done at five. So at, at 4.30, you start clocking out slowly but surely. Don't want to say that's what I did, but that's what I did. And um, in this moment, I'm like, what am, I, what am I doing? Thinking to myself, and I started walking. We live by the beach, and we're in South Texas. So my wife and I go out. We've been married 30 years, 31 years at the time. And we're walking on the beach. I'm like, do I really want to keep doing this? for the rest of my life. You, you, it doesn't mean that I'll be doing this for the rest of my life, but is at this present moment, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? And the sand was under my feet, the water was warm. And I, my wife looked at me, I was a little teary eye. I don't, is the dust, is the salt in my eyes, right? And I was like, nope. That's not what I want to do with my life. I feel I'm a little way too distant from hands-on helping people so I, we got we got to make some changes we got to shift we got to put some stuff into motion and change them and um that was that was a long day but such a great day though it took a few months for us to decide to make the move to do what we're doing now and uh but it was so worth it so not forced yet not obliged either, but this is, I think, the combination of of things that I have been through and what I've learned. Because I, I was, I worked for some great leaders as well. So it's not like you only get good because you get to do things. You get to learn from great people as well. So I think it's a combination more than a force to. Hey, that's that's so good, and and. Uh, I definitely didn't. I definitely didn't think this is where we're going to this, but like you, you're saying it, and and like I got excited because you were talking about that fulfillment, right? Right, and yeah. what you do, yeah. and and I wonder honestly when you when you work with people, right, and you're coaching them on leadership in that space, how often do they have to check themselves to see if what they're leading in, like the pro the reason they're having problem with leadership is because they're not even passionate about the thing. Like, does that come up some at all? And most of the time, it's not so much that they're not passionate. We often lose passion. Passion is fuel, right? Okay, so you, you got to consider passion as the fuel. This is this is what fuels you to do whatever you have to. It's the inspiration that comes in and you're like, man, I can't wait to do this. And there's moments where we've all been there, maybe, you know, with our cars where it's like, Ew, the light turns on and, you know, I got to stop soon. So for a lot of leaders that I that I coach, it's that. The light came on. It's not that they don't have the passion anymore. It's like, where am I at now? I feel like I was, yeah, 
kind of gung-ho going for it all the time. And then, you know, there's erosion. It's challenges arise and changes happen. And you're like, why do I feel like I'm not up to par right now? So that happens. And that's, that's what we call erosion in leadership. That's just, that's a reality. But then you, you get to help them get that gas back, that fuel back, that inspiration, that, that rekindle what's already there, but just dwindle down a little bit, you know, you know, if, if you go do a campfire or a bonfire, and I, I love camping as well and hiking. My wife loved that. There's nothing like a campfire and s'mores. Like, come on, somebody. And so you just you just breathe in a little bit on, on, on a, just a little sliver of something, and the fire will build up. So this is where I'm like, that gets me excited. Because leaders that are tired, and it happens to you, Leaders that are anxious, and it happens. Leaders that are fearful, right? that happens. Leaders that are doubt themselves, it happens all the time. And then just this kindling of, come on, guys, let's let's refuel this car of yours. And I'm I'm convinced you'll get moving. You'll change things. Man, that's oh, man, that's so good. And so in that, because because the, the next thing I even think about it are. When does a person know that they need to be coached or they need to pay attention to leadership, right? Even if it's just starting to read a book or, or yeah. that kind of thing. Because I feel like even some of the ones you were talking about, they, they came when, after it's being broken versus getting the checkup along the way. Like, is there a... Yeah. Well, <laughs> some people, I, I mean, let's be honest. I was, in all, in all of these stages, I've been there. Okay, I'll describe a few cha- a few of these stages. I've been in all of them. Sometimes we hurt so much that we're like, I, I got to do something about this. Like, come on, kick my butt, slap your grandma, do something, man. It's just not working. So we hurt so much that staying there is too much. So we got to, we got to, set ourselves in motion and start doing something different. That's when you get to read the books and you're like, okay, at least I'll go follow this class or hey, maybe I'm, maybe I need somebody to help me out, out of, out of this. Right. So then it's, that's the hurt approach. A lot of people start from there, to be honest. I, I, I don't want to say most people, I didn't do the stats on this one, Chris, but you know, this, a lot of people is like, I can't anymore. And then it's broken. So it's like, I got to fix it. It's like that door in your, <laughs> in your kitchen cabinet. It's, oh, until it falls down, you, it's okay. Well, we'll be good, honey. I'll do it next week. Yeah, five years later, it's still, still not done. So when people are hurt enough, that at one point, they'll change. Because then changing and shifting and putting yourself into motion is worth it. There's some moments... And, and maybe you're there. I don't know. Maybe some people are here and they're like, okay. If you're hearing this and you're telling yourself, yeah, there's a few broken things. That need to, okay, well, don't wait till it's worse. I mean, don't don't become a country song, you know, where you lose your dog, your job, and everything else. It's, all my country fans here, I didn't want to offend anybody, okay? It's just, hey, maybe we'll want to skip this one out. I'm just kidding. So, and sometimes we change also because we want, better imagine if you're aware enough if you're just awakened enough not sleeping but just you know 
maybe you're slumbering in your leadership and your self-leadership or the team that you're leading, it's going okay. It's not going bad. It's not broken. But imagine just for a second, you'll be like, what if, what if it went better? What if we drive a seven out of this instead of a six out of 10? How would that affect my life? So then that's, that's what I call it. It's like, okay, somebody that a leader is aspiring for more. So you just, you look and you're like, I want more than, than this thing right now. So then that's a second stage. I've been there as well. I was doing great. I was working in Virginia. Great place. I love the people. It was awesome. But I wanted more. Not because I wasn't content. It's just that this is this deep desire for me to just, you know, I don't know, fly bigger winds. I don't know, sail a bigger ship. Use the example you want, imagery. So that's the second stage. And sometimes, and here's the thing, you're inspired enough that you want to see something that hasn't been seen yet. So you're heard enough, you know enough, and you're inspired enough. Our three stages, because when you're inspired enough, your tank is full. You're ready to rock and roll and go change. That's what brought us from Montreal to the States. We had a full tank. It was great. It was phenomenal. It was awesome. I had a great job, great people, great everything. Awesome everything. And then I went back to my boss. I'm like, I'm, I think I'm, I need to do something else and I need to quit. I had been there for 17 years. What an adventure that was, man. And what, what an adventure it still is. But we were inspired to do this. The, the job I had wouldn't allow me to do this just because it was time management. I was just too busy. So if you're hurt enough and you can't stand it anymore, come on. You, you can't change. So something can change, right? If you know enough that you could do better, come on, man. Come on, lady. You can do this. And if you're everything's good, but you want more, you're inspired enough to go, yeah, that that's that's fun as well because you can reach levels and fulfillment that are way beyond even your imagination. That was a wow! I'm gonna have to go back and listen to this myself, man. Because I, <laughs> <laughs> I might listen to myself also. It's like I didn't get all the notes. It's it's so much in there. Like, and oh man, I, you just had me thinking about that just because you're you're talking about those three stages and yeah. and that inspire and it's like the fact that you can be you can feel full where you are. But still, mm-hmm. like, it's okay to to dream a little bit and go, hey, you know, I, I want to try that different thing. I think that thing would give me a little more oomph. And because hey, I've been in that stage, tons of that's how we're in Charlotte. We're just like, hey, we just pick up and leave for nowhere. You know, no job down here, no nothing, no family. <laughs> I get you, go. man. We did the same. Yeah. Isn't it scary, though? It, it is. Man, you're like, how am I going to pay my bills? But all of a sudden, You're like, the within is like, wow, I've never felt so free. I've never felt so fulfilled. I'm like, your eyes, you know, just there's this light in them all of a sudden. And people know that's what they want. But they fear to get there, though. But if they took this one step, just 
not not a mile, just one step towards that, it can happen. It can. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. I mean, was it easy to start building your company? <laughs> right. Were the lo- hours long? Endless, not to say. Yeah, still long. <laughs> <laughs> right. And there's days you're probably, oh, well, I've got all these things meant to do. I'm like, oh, when is this going to end? It doesn't. But then you still get up because that's, you're li- literally, I'm living the dream. It's not perfect. Dreaming's hard. Especially if you're awake. But you're making it happen, though. <laughs> Did I just that's, out loud? That was the clip. That's the clip. You guys say, clip it later, that part. That's the thing. Put that in the front. <laughs> Dreaming's hard. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where else to take this here, man. Like, I, any last thoughts for the people, man? <laughs> I don't so know, man. In there. Yeah, I just, honestly, Chris, if there's something that people can leave with this idea, okay, if there's one thing they can and should take out of our talk today is this. Um, you can actually move from where you're at. And that doesn't mean you change your job, right? It doesn't mean you quit and you start over. That's not what it means. You can still have a full-time job, but but you, whatever those five days of work are, what about the two other days that you start investing in yourself and, and start building that life that you want? Work hard during the week because that pays your bills. Fine. You know. But the weekend or the days you're off is the time where you, you actually get to build the life you actually aspire to. I don't have all the money I want. Well, actually, how much does it cost not to change and to be stuck where you're at? I, you probably had that question to yourself at one point. I did. I did. I was like, how much is it? It's costing me energy. It's costing me time. It's costing me money. It's like, oh, it's please, somebody kick me so I I start moving. Um, So I think if people start realizing, if you're listening to this today, if you're really listening to this, not just hearing it, but you're listening, and you know deep down inside that it's like, yeah, that's me. Well, come on, let's get in touch. Let's just get in touch. That's just one step, one easy step. That's so good. Tell the people, where can they get in touch with you at? Where can they find you, uh, connect yeah. with you and all that? So uh, so people I, people ask me, are you on, uh, on uh, what's that thing, the bird? Twitter. I'm like, no. Nah. No, nah, I don't want to be on Twitter. I mean, I'm, too many things. So they can find me on three main places. So the first place, that's not in specific orders. So Facebook, you can find me there. So Stefan so, Cote, you'll, you'll find me there easy. Um, you can find me on Instagram. So on Instagram, it's defancote.coach. You'll find me there. So I post stuff on my life, my wife. I love my wife. I just have a great wife. 33 years in a few weeks. It's been phenomenal. What a ride. Find the one you love and just invest everything you can in them. But, you know, that's not part of our thing today. But uh, you can find me there. I post stuff on on leadership there as well. Um, and you can find me on my website, so Stefan, S-T-E-P-H-A-N, Cote.org. You can find me there, so I post some stuff on, on a regular basis. You can 
you can book me if you want me to go train your team or train yourself and if you just want to have a conversation there's going to be a place where click and connect we can meet for half an hour and you'll see maybe I can help you maybe I can't here's what I would tell you though I'm I'm getting this course ready online this webinar eight-week master class Chris uh, don't want to spend too much too much time talking about it but I just want to mention it because sometimes like maybe this is an easy step to walk in so I'll be starting that in in, um, in March which is which is coming in a few days maybe for you maybe a few weeks now and it's called uh, it's called motions so I've been talking about movement just just take one step just start moving a bit. it's called motions and the um, eight things that you need to stand in, to start getting in motion in your life to achieve what you want and live the fulfillment you want so it's going to be an eight-week class and since you listen to the this podcast and you heard it when you if you decide to join the class and you write podcasts on coupons you'll get 33 percent off i mean just because i like you i don't know you people yet but just because i like you just because you spend time listening to this and, and investing in Chris also so they can find me there I'd love to have you there and uh, whoever else is listening that'd be great and if you have any questions just go on the website and I'll and you can call me if you want to I hate the phone though you'll probably catch my my voicemail I don't know about you but so 912-662-6253 but I tell you I won't answer you'll get my voicemail but I reply I will reply after He's like, I'll reply with a text or an email, but <laughs> feel free to call. I hate calling. I just, I, I, I like this, but over the phone, I'm like, no, yeah. I can't for the love of my life. Oh, man, that's so good. Oh, guys, if you're listening or watching, make sure you check out the description below or the notes. Uh, we'll have all that information so you guys can jump in and check that out. Uh, man, I appreciate uh, you coming on the show. I'm not going to even say your name again. Like, I'm scared to say your name because you say it with <laughs> such an accent. With the And I was like, man, I feel like I just murdered it. I only said the first name because I didn't want to. <laughs> so, so the, the name is pronounced Stefan. So think of, uh, you know, in Charlotte. So you're a Panthers fan. Yeah. I don't know if you want to say that. I don't want to say it, but go ahead. <laughs> but it's, it's a you're, you're, you're a fan of something. So you're like Stefan. Stefan. That makes more sense. All right. Yeah, Stefan. And Cote, that's the, that's the harder part. It's Cote. So yeah, but it is what it is. Oh, hey, man. Chris, thank you so much for allowing me to be to be here with you today. I really appreciate it. You're a great guy. I, listeners, you know what? You're listening to a good man here. Not only a good guy, but a good man who has some overall very good values, and he loves the people he works with. I've, I've seen him work in, the, in some events that we coordinated and I mean, top-notch quality. I'm not counting what he did. So congrats to you, man, and kudos to you because you're that type of guy that 